the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Everybody, another Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, that's right, kickoff of uh, NFL weekend number one in the books as uh, the uh, season kicked off on Thursday night and, of course, culminated uh, tonight and, of course, tomorrow night, Monday Night Football. There's, uh, there's actually two games on. A little police next to you to get things going here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, uh... I'll get into the police and Sting in just a second. We've got no guests tonight. Um, last week was so guest-laden uh, that I really wanted to get into a lot of news that has broken over the last several weeks. Um, uh, the, the whole thing about Founders, we're going to dedicate a whole segment to that uh, coming up about all the changes, new stuff that Founders is coming out with, and of course the changes to Founders, which uh, Founders has now been 90% acquired by um, San Mahu, uh, Miguel, right? I think that's it. Um, so we'll get into that uh, a little bit later on. I wanted to dedicate a segment to that because there is so much uh, going on with founders. Didn't want to give them a short a shrift uh, there. But we've got lots of news uh, to get to. Very easy to follow me uh, on Twitter, at Al Gattulo. Instagram, at Gattulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast. Via email at albertg at nycradio.com iTunes and Google Play, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms, Alexa Ready as well. And we are also on the Hopped Up Network. Just go to thehoppedupnetwork.com and you can listen to my show along with a plethora of others. So uh, the, the reason why we played uh, Sting and Next to You there uh, to start off the program, I don't know why I say we. I'm the only one who does this show. It's not like I have a team of people behind me, social media and you know, producer and all this other stuff. I do it all. I gather the news. I gather the notes. I gather the beers that I drink, uh, the guests that come on the program. That's all me booking them. Um, I pick the music. I say what I want here in this uh, hour of this program. There's no editorial control. I'm the executive editor. So let's, uh, or as some say, the managing editor. Uh, if you were a a newscast, but anyway, I digress. So. Um, Sting is coming back to the tri-state area in November. He's playing in Atlantic City over at the uh, New Hard Rock Cafe uh, Hotel. So my wife, Jennifer, says to me uh, a couple weeks ago, she says, how would you like to go see Sting in Atlantic City in November? I said, that's a great idea. Now, everybody who knows me and who's listened to the show knows I love concerts. There is nothing like seeing a band live in concert. You can listen to as many CDs or, as we used to as kids, records and cassettes that you want. Seeing a band live is a completely different experience. It's transformative. Music touches people in so many different ways. Um, Music evokes emotion. 
whether it's good emotions, bad emotions, sad emotions, however you want to look at it, music evokes emotion. And I love the feeling that I get when I go to a concert, especially when I see a band for the first time that I've never seen before. Now, I've seen Sting before. Uh, saw him with uh, Don Henley and Billy Joel, oddly enough, uh, the Walden Woods uh, project back in the early 90s. Um, he's a wonderful performer. He's unbelievable. He's one of these guys you have to see live. Like, he is super cool. Him and Peter Gabriel did a, a concert at the new amphitheater that opened up on Coney Island a couple of years ago. I had no idea that my wife was such a huge Peter Gabriel fan and a Sting fan that I completely blew it off. I had forgotten him by the time uh, I was trying to get tickets. It was too late. The, the tickets were so expensive. Had I known that, I would have gotten them for her as a surprise. I had no idea. But So this time around, she says, let's go. So, all right, we get the tickets. We're going. I saw his set list, and let me tell you, it's a tour de force. It's a lot of his solo stuff. It's a lot of police stuff. So I'm very much looking forward to this concert in November at the Hard Rock Cafe with Sting. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's the music portion of the show. Maybe we'll sprinkle some Sting and the police in uh, during the course of the hour here. Let's get into the news. So next year, Sierra Nevada is turning 40 years old. They are creating a 40 Hoppy Anniversary Ale. Uh, it is, the beer is going to showcase the bold flavors and aromas of a classic West Coast IPA, intense pine and citrus, a deep gold color, and slight caramel sweetness. This is going to be a 6.7% ABV with a 65 IBU. Uh, it's a 12-ounce bottle that's going to come out. And if you know anything about Sierra Nevada, their pale ale is probably one of the best beers in the world in terms of, you know, craft beer and might not be the best beer for people, but it's a beer that is sort of that bridge to get people into craft beer. If you try a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale for the first time and you kind of like it or you're not sure, well, that's kind of the bridge to get you into craft beer. So um, uh, this is kind of cool. Looking forward to this. And this is, of course, next year in 2020. They will be 40 years old, one of the oldest craft breweries uh, in the United States. Of course, Yingling is first because they're still independently owned. Heavy Seas, a couple of different things. They um, announced uh, their next release from their 15-barrel brew house, Dat Booty Dough. It's an Oktoberfest-style lager, and it was brewed in collaboration with um, these two radio hosts uh, down in Baltimore, Reagan and Bethany from Mix 106.5's The Mix Morning Show. It's going to be exclusively available in four packs of 16-ounce cans and on draft in the Heavy Seas Tap Room. Uh, at the brewery on Friday, September 20th, a portion of all of the draft beer sales during the release event and sales of that booty dough four packs will be donated to the Maryland Food Bank. Very, very cool. Um, so, again, it's going to be about a 5.5% ABV, Oktoberfest-style lager. I'm sure there'll be a lot of caramel notes to it as well. So, again... This is a Friday, September 20th. It'll be released in Heavy Seas Tap Room, and it's a collaboration with a radio show uh, down in Baltimore, Mix 106.5, the Mix Morning Show with Reagan and Bethany. So kudos to them. That's uh, kind of cool. In fact, I think they're going to be sending me a can of that uh, to try uh, at some point uh, before it's released or maybe after it's released. And the other news from Heavy Seas, their Pounder Pilsner won Best in Show uh, in the Brewers Association of Maryland's 2019 Maryland Craft Beer Competition. They also received, the Pounder also received the gold medal in the Pale Lager and Pilsner style category. So that's very cool there. In Root Brewed IPA also won the bronze medal in the specialty IPA style category. That was pretty good, the In Root Brew, with uh, a little yuzu juice. Um, that was a little different, kind of a different take on things. So uh, very much encouraged by that. And kudos to the folks at Heavy Seas. Congratulations on those two awards uh, down in Maryland. Our good friends from Stone Brewing came out with a beer. Um, 
over the Labor Day weekend, which is only going to be available, it looks like, in Southern California uh, and in um, Richmond, Virginia. Uh, this is um, the Stone Buena Vesa Salt and Lime Lager. Uh, it was available all across California. You can find it at Stone South, Car- uh, South California locations. Um, they will also be in Na- it's also in Napa and at the Stone Brewing Tap Room in Richmond. Uh, but I-, I believe you can only purchase it uh, in California. I'm hoping to uh, to get a bottle or a can of that to taste it to see how it is. Uh, interesting salt and lime lager. Um, an interesting take from Stone. In fact, I also have to pick up their anniversary uh, IPA. So I'm going to reach out to um, my friends over at Stone and uh, Lizzie over at Stone and see if she can send me uh, a couple of different things. And then uh, Revolution Brewing, interestingly enough, uh, bolstering their year-round lineup of canned beers with a new Hazy IPA offering. Hazy Hero is a showcase of fruit-forward American hops built with a smooth, velvety body and easy finish. The beer will join Antihero IPA as a permanent fixture throughout Revolution's distribution footprint. Uh, so they're going with the hazy uh, IPA here. It is. Uh, it has already rolled off uh, on the line starting, uh, this was back on August 27th, the new year-round hazy IPA will take the place of the current rotating six-pack of Hero Series beers, which will continue to be available in the League of Heroes IPA variety 12-pack. Kudos to them, Revolution, of course. You can get it in New York and in New Jersey. They only have a distribution footprint of a number of, I think it's eight states, uh, including obviously Chicago. So you definitely want to check that out uh, when you have a moment there uh, to pick up the new uh, Revolution uh, Brewing uh, new Hazy IPA offering. And then finally, uh, something else that I want to get into uh, in a little bit. Um, There was some talk of a brewery in New Jersey that apparently uh, hosted an after party after a, a white supremacist event. Um, it's a South Jersey brewery. I've not honestly had, I don't think I've had any of their beers, uh, and I'll have to look it up to see if I've actually had any of their beers, but I want to make a comment on that later on in the show um, and and my thoughts about it. There were a lot of people that were very upset about it. I'm a little bit upset about it as well, but we'll get into that a little bit later on. Now, a cool thing happened down in Philadelphia before we take a break here. Um, back at the end of August... Apparently, a a couple of very well-known pubs in Philadelphia changed hands. So uh, O'Shea's Pub at 1907 Sansom Street uh, was acquired by Carrie and Jim McNamara, who are partners in uh, Fergie Carrie's Crosstown uh, um, uh, place. Uh, They they acquired that. They had their last call after 29 years, right? So uh, Carrie and McNamara are planning. Uh, a new bar in the near future. Um, so, and we're not sure of what the name is. So, um, O'Shea Pub was uh, uh, was acquired uh, by Carrie and Jim McNamara, but they're closing it for now. I guess they're going to do they're, they're recreating the bar or doing something. The Belgian Cafe closed after twelve years of service today. Sold his share to his original business partner Carrie, and Carrie has sold a share to bartender Shane Dodd and Dave Dollinger. Now, the upshot, Carrie Don and Dollinger is going to reopen the spot in several months as the ambassador, billed as a neighborhood gastropub, um, which is interesting. And then to complicate all of this in this piece from the Inquirer.com, Carrie sold his half of Monk's Cafe to uh, Peters, right, to Tom Peters, who has brought in a partner uh, uh, who was an employee of 22 years. So Monk's is going to remain open, but under different ownership. 
No changes at Fergie's, but we're going to have a new place. Uh, O'Shea's Pub is going to be something different. So it, these are bars. Now, I've been to Monk's Cafe. It's a fantastic place for a, a lot of rare beer and Belgian beers in Philadelphia. So interesting how some of these things have changed hands but have kind of kept uh, within the same family. So kudos to the bars in Philly. And, uh, you know, I don't think pretty much anything is going to change uh, in the Philadelphia bar scene in those places, especially Monk's Cafe. That's one of those institution bars uh, in Philadelphia that if you haven't been to, when you go visit Philly, that's a place you have to go to. When we come back after a short break, we're going to have more news and notes. We're going to focus on founders and all of their changes that have happened uh, in the last several weeks. Some new beers coming out, a beer coming out for the final time, uh, and also the changes to ownership uh, over at Founders. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Larry Elder doesn't see another Obama in the White House. Now, about this business of, uh, of Michelle Obama entering the race, you have got to be kidding. Has she ever shown anything that suggests to you she has a temperament to run? The ability to accept the heat, take the criticism? She has zero interest, zero desire, and frankly, zero aptitude to be the kind of politician who could run and win the nomination, let alone beat Trump. The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7 on AM 970. The Answer. Need to grow your business? Want to get ahead of your competition? Call Salem Surround for full-service digital marketing. Salem Surround. Digital solutions. Real results. Call Greg Cooper at 212-857-9635. 212-857-9635. Dr. Sebastian Gorka can see the Democrats' plan for 2020. That is, of course, the identity politics upon which the left's establishment is built today. We see it all the time. We've seen it in the debates. We've seen it in the daily statements. It is your gender. It is your sex. It is your sexual preference. It is your skin color by which you will be measured. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3, right before Kevin McCullough at 5 on AM 970. The Answer. Brought to you in part by Connors and Sullivan Attorneys at Law. Whether you need help drafting a will, trust, power of attorney, or health care proxy, their experienced team of attorneys have been helping clients plan their estates for over 30 years. I just looked quickly to see who was texting me. I never text and drive. I was just changing my music. My, my eyes never left the road, I swear. I got a man down. He was just there. He came out of nowhere in the middle of the block. Is he going to be okay? Drivers and pedestrians, see and be seen. The instant you stop paying attention could be the instant you'll always regret. A message from the Governor's Traffic Safety Committee and the New York State Departments of Health and Transportation. I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO of Wesley Financial Group and timeshare cancellation advocate. I was sued by the largest timeshare company in federal court for simply helping people cancel their timeshare that they had been lied to about. The jury sized me up and came back with a verdict after only 20 minutes. And yes, I won. My husband and I are more than grateful to everyone at Wesley Financial Group. You know, thanks to Chuck and his team, we feel as though a weight has been lifted and we can move on without the worry of a troublesome timeshare. Whether you owe ten dollars to $250,000 on your timeshare, it's my mission to get you out of your timeshare, eliminate your payments, and get them off your back permanently. And we proudly hold an A-plus rating with our Better Business Bureau. Want to learn more about getting rid of your troublesome timeshare? Call Wesley Financial Group now for your free consultation. Call 800-691-9999. That's 800-691-9999. 800-691-9999. Did you miss what happened on the Joe Piscopo Show live stream? Catch up on our YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash AM 970 The Answer.
Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Follow me very easily on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. Alexa Ready as well. We're also on the Hopped Up Network. Just go over to the HoppedUpNetwork.com and you can listen to all. Uh, well, you could click on listen to my latest episode and, of course, listen to others as well. But uh, there's some great podcasts on there uh, directly relating to beer and music and pop culture and all those good things on the Hopped Up Network. She's Too Good For Me, Sting, from Ten Summoner's Tales, probably his most successful solo album. I remember playing that album uh, with the guys from Radio Free New York back in 1992, um, when it came out, and uh, going to see Sting in November over at the uh, Hard Rock Cafe and uh, Hotel in uh, Atlantic City. And it's a greatest hits tour, and I'm very excited at a lot of the uh, the songs he's playing. He's doing a lot of police, a lot of his solo stuff, kind of mixing it in, and my wife is very excited. She's never seen Sting. Uh, I saw him once with uh, Don Henley and Billy Joel, uh, the Walden Woods Project, um, back in the '90s, and uh, it was a lot of fun. He is a uh, he is a really really good artist. And you know, I was talking to somebody about the Police and how what a great three piece band they were, much like Rush, but different music, obviously. Um, and how tight they were as a band. And I always felt like when Synchronicity came out, um, that was the album, obviously, that was the beginning of the end for the, for the Police. It was their probably their most successful album commercially. Um, but it was 1984. You could tell that Sting was breaking out, um, and you just kind of knew when that album came out that was it. They weren't going to top what they did there, and there was a lot, obviously there was internal struggles uh, within the band. But uh, interesting to see, you know, they they branched off, and all of them have kind of had successful careers since Sting. Obviously, uh, jumped up to a mega superstar. He had you know a lot of hits in the 80s. But uh, an, an interesting band to see them back together. I don't know. Uh, you know, Cream finally got back together after all those years. Who knows? Maybe um, one of these days. We'll see. Anyway, uh, this segment I wanted to dedicate uh, to Founders Brewing. There were a lot of changes with Founders over the last several weeks. In our next segment, we're going to talk some Jersey local stuff, also talk about a podcast that I was on uh, earlier this week uh, with um, uh, John Kakoza and uh, uh, Ming Chen from uh, Comic Book Men, Ming Chen is from, and uh, had a lot of fun uh, at their studios down in Red Bank, uh, Eatontown, actually. But uh, we'll get to that in our next segment. And also uh, some other local stuff that was popping up, uh, something that was going on with Human Village uh, Brewing uh, down in New Jersey, a controversial event that was going on. We'll get into that uh, in our next segment. And then, of course, the return of Suds and Duds. But wanted to talk about Founders for a few minutes here. So um, Founders released two beers last week, uh, and then there was a big, actually uh, uh, almost two weeks ago, and then there was a big change, right? So back on the 22nd of August, Founders Brewing announced their Oktoberfest uh, being the next release in their Mothership series. So a 6% uh, German malt and hops, uh, Oktoberfest, a uh, lager. Uh, it's a retail price of $10 a six-pack. It's exclusive uh, in the brewery's taproom uh, locations on September 27th. This is not, I don't believe this is going out to the general public. Hopefully I can get a bottle to try. Uh, but if I don't, no big deal. Uh, but because uh, I, I have had a lot of Oktoberfest beers, and I do like a good Oktoberfest beer. Uh, then the following week, and almost on the like almost the same day, I think it was, or if it wasn't, it was like a day apart. 
founders announced the release of Canadian breakfast stout in 12-ounce bottles. So they're going to come out with their 750-milliliter bottles, but they're also coming out with 12-ounce bottles. And CBS, it is the final release of the Barrel Age series of 2019. It's the third year in a row the brewery has released the stout, but they have no future plans to brew it again. And Brewmaster Jeremy Kosmicki said, it's the last year I plan on making CBS. Get it while you can. Uh, our barrel program has grown a lot since the first time we released CBS. It's been fun seeing an entire new audience become introduced to CBS over the past couple of years. It'll be missed in 2020, but I'm looking forward to bringing out some new barrel-aged releases. So CBS is about 11, a, a little over 11% ABV. It's the fifth final release in the brewery's 2019 barrel-aged series. Uh, the, um, the ticket sales begin on September 13th at 10 in the morning, uh, and then it uh, pick up for both taproom locations Begins on October 25th, goes through October 27th. CBS will be available in all markets on draft and in bottles beginning November 1st. For more information on the ticket sales and where you can get CBS, just go to foundersbrewing.com. But don't forget, Founders is now available in all 50 states. So Hawaii, when you get CBS, uh, you will enjoy it uh, for the first time. You can actually purchase it in stores. So, okay, so those two things come out. You're like, wow, Founders. Okay, great. But then... We find out it was later that day or the next day that founders uh, reached a deal with Spanish brewer Mahu San Miguel to acquire a majority stake in founders. Now, they had already owned a portion of the company. I think it was about 30%, right? So the owners, uh, Mike Stevens, Dave Engbers, decided to sell the majority of the company to Mahu San Miguel. Uh, Mike Stevens, Dave Engbers are each retaining 5% of the business. They have paid out all of their investors that have invested in the company from the very beginning. I'm sure they got a nice uh, return on their investment. And um, this is, I mean, this is pretty wild. So when they bought the, the 30% of the company, this was in 2014, it was valued at more than $96 million. So the company is now going to hold 90% of the company. So I can't imagine what the you know, the money value was, if that was 30% of the company, now they sold the other 60% uh, to them. And, of course, uh, Stevens and Engbers will retain 5% of the uh, of the business. There's about two dozen minority shareholders. And um, uh, this is from Stevens. He told uh, Michigan Business, to see the kind of return on the dollar that they're able to enjoy, it really is very satisfying and rewarding, coming from a place of just a couple home brewers. And quite frankly, frankly I was the opposite of wealth, uh, Stevens said. It is the American dream. Um, so this is pretty wild. Um, it, you know, and, and a lot of people, there's a lot of buzz in a lot of circles. People were upset by this. Uh, some people had already said, well, they're not an independent craft brewer. They haven't been since 2014, since uh, Mahu San Miguel bought out, you know, the 30% because um, you have to 25%. You can't go higher than that and still be independently owned. Um, but they still crank out really good beer. I've made this argument a thousand times. If the beer is good, I don't care who owns it. I'll drink it. Now, will I choose local and independent before I drink one of those? Yes. But if I'm going somewhere where I want to introduce people to beer and I know that it's a beer that I can get somebody to try and bridge the gap, well, then you know what? Then I'm going to go with a Founders or a Blue Point or something like that. Anyway... All Day IPA is the sixth best-selling off-premise craft beer uh, this year for founders. The label sales up 11.1% to nearly 43 million. Volume sales about up a little over 20, 10% year-to-date. All Day's dollar sales and volume sales, though, have both slowed to single-digit growth over about a month or so. Um, 
they are producing a tremendous amount of beer. Um, they are also having to deal with a very big problem that people like Founders and Stone and um, Brooklyn Brewery and, and places like that uh, are starting to see. We're seeing a slowdown in the market. We're seeing a slowdown in people buying those types of beers. More often than not, people who drink craft beer now are buying local. They're buying local because they want to support their local brewer. They're buying local because the beer is super fresh. You know, maybe it's canned in a day or two, uh, you know, from when they're buying it. And so this is what we're seeing. Now, I'm not saying founders of these places are losing, um, you know, shelf space, but it's becoming increasingly difficult to get that shelf space in there. So it's no surprise that All Day IPA and their Pilsner has been such a success because you can buy it in 15 packs. You can bring it somewhere uh, for a concert. I did that uh, with Jimmy Buffett. I bought a 15-pack of uh, Founders Pilsner, and we drank that all afternoon because we knew it was going to be a hot day and didn't want to get too crazy. So um, it's it's very interesting uh, in the direction that they're going and that they decided to sell to this big company that can handle a lot of the downturns if there are downturns with founders that i'm assuming that's the reason why they did it or part of the reason and i don't begrudge them for that it's a smart business decision uh and i don't want to use the word sellout but you know they divested their opportunity for now they paid their investors back handsomely who had invested in the company for a number of years and so good for them that they got their return on their investment. The two owners are still there, and I don't think anything is really going to change. They made, they gave a quote uh, saying this, Since 2014, we've enjoyed an excellent relationship with Mahu Group. Uh, we're fortunate to have a partner with whom we can exchange brewing knowledge and business strategy, who also refre- reflects our values as a company. Day-to-day operations will, be, will continue to be led by the existing founders team. We'll continue to make the beers we love and have a partner in Mahu Group, who is just as passionate about beer in the future of founders as we are. That's the bottom line. They're still going to be cranking out great beers. Maybe you don't buy them anymore because they're 90% owned by a Spanish brewing company. That's your prerogative. I'll continue to support them. I think they make great beer. Uh, but I can understand the reasoning behind why they did what they did. And I don't, I don't fault them for that. And I think that the, the, the market, what we're seeing with big brewers, that you have to start making some changes and start doing new things to continue to grow your business. Now, when we come back after a short break, we're going to have some more news from around the beer world, and then later on, it's Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It's overcast in 71 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. A Texas man is facing charges after attacking the iconic Wall Street charging bow with a banjo. Authorities say 42-year-old Kevin Varlak vandalized the sculpture just after noon yesterday, leaving several dents and a hole in one of its horns. Witnesses called 911. Police took the man into custody. He's charged with criminal mischief, criminal possession of a weapon, and disorderly conduct. Dean Muchel, NBC News Radio. A Pennsylvania man is facing up to 18 years in prison for the wrong way drunk driving crash in the town of Thompson that killed a man and seriously injured the man's fiance. 51-year-old Patrick Collins pled guilty in Sullivan Court on Friday to aggravated vehicular homicide and driving while intoxicated in connection with a wrong way crash back in October of 2018. Authorities say that Collins' Toyota was traveling east on Route 17 when it crashed head-on into a Honda 
traveling in the right direction. 33-year-old Luis Diaz of Monticello was killed in the crash. In sports, as we check on the Yankees and the Red Sox, Yankees are leading those Red Sox at the bottom of the seventh inning. That score is 8-4. Mets lost to the Phillies 10-7. Giants also lost to the Cowboys today 35-17. And the Jets lost to the Buffalo Bills. That final score was 17-16. Traveling into the city via the GWB, upper deck, no problems, lower level, easy pass, customers only, along with the Palisades approach. That wraps up at 6 in the morning. Lincoln Tunnel in and out, no problems. And the Holland Tunnel inbound and outbound, we have no reported delays. Brooklyn Bridge, Brooklyn Bound, there are delays here. Weather for tonight, mostly cloudy, low 62 degrees. And for your Monday, partly sunny with a high near 72. You now know what's going on. I'm Amy Salerno and AIM 970, The Answer. It shook our foundation. A plane has crashed into the World Trade Center in New York. It shattered our innocence. Everyone started running. It changed our conscience. It plowed right into the Pentagon. And it gave birth to a new generation of heroes. The large plane has crashed in western Pennsylvania. It's why we committed ourselves to never forget. There is visible smoke coming from that area. Now, there's New York, America, and the world. Remember, once again, AM 970, The Answer, invites you to a very special discussion as Governor George Pataki, Mayor Rudy Giuliani, join John Katsimatidis and Kevin McCullough in an intimate and up-close look at where we've come from and the challenges we still face. Join us September 11th from 4 to 6 p.m. for this exclusive edition of Cats at Night, gathered around New York's kitchen table for this up-close and historic glimpse at where we stand and what we face. A broadcast not to be missed about a day we will never forget. Brought to you exclusively by the Red Apple Group and AM 970. The answer. Did you see what happened on the Joe Piscopo Show? Tune into the show every Tuesday morning, 6 to 10 on Facebook, YouTube, and am970theanswer.com. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. I had to let that go a little bit more. A little uh, of the police and too much information as Sting is singing. Follow me very easily on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo. That's G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com, iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. Find all the shows on those two platforms. We're Alexa ready as well. And we are also on the Hopped Up Network. Just go to thehoppedupnetwork.com and you will uh, find the shows on that platform as well as lots of other uh, beer-related shows. So a couple things here I wanted to do in this third segment, um, and I hope that I have time uh, for the three things that I wanted to talk about. The first one is something that I was made aware of um, by somebody in the beer business. I'm not going to say who, but they sent me a, a text about something that was going on on one of the pages on Facebook about how a particular brewery in New Jersey was getting slammed. Human Village Brewing Company over in Pittman, New Jersey. And here's here's my take on the whole situation. So apparently um, there was a an event that was being held. It was supposed to be held at a theater in uh, Pittman, New Jersey. It was canceled 
because they the um, it was a targeted harassment campaign led by No Hate New Jersey, uh, and apparently um, this No Hate New Jersey got this um, group that was supposed to get together uh, canceled at a theater at this conference venue called the Broadway Theater to cancel the contract uh, that they were supposed to host this event, and they only had a, these people only had a couple of weeks. Uh, to get things going, it was a. Uh, um, let me see here. I'm just trying to find the name of what this organization is. It was a day long conference called "Ending Violence, Racism, and Authoritarian- Authoritarianism," put on by my thin informed Subverse and Minds.com, three organizations bound by the common conviction that promoting viewpoint diversity and freedom of expression are the only antidotes to an ever more fractured and polarized America. Um, I, I don't care how you feel one way or the other, uh, but we do have free speech in this country, right? So these these organizers put this event on. Uh, they were supposed to have it at a theater in Pittman. The, this other group, No Hate New Jersey, uh, was successful in the Broadway theater, canceling these people's contract. They had to find a new venue. Um, they had it at the Sugar House Casino uh, over uh, across the Delaware River in Philadelphia. They only told the ticket holders two hours before the event because they didn't want to have people going over there and protesting. Now, afterwards, they went over to Human Village Brewing for a kind of after party or whatever. Now, the owners of Human Village, Rich Myers, Megan Myers, um, they uh, co-own Human Village Brewing. I have never interviewed them on the program before. I don't even think I've had their beer yet, to be honest with you, because I've not been down to Pittman, New Jersey. Um, So they were attacked for this event. They were attacked that, you know, it was uh, white supremacists and people using the, 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 the Nazi word and all this other, all this other stuff. Now, the, the co-owners happen to be Jewish. So already you're slamming them for whatever. And I don't care what your political views are. I don't care if you're a Democrat. I don't care if you're a Republican. We do have free speech in this country. These owners decided to allow these people to rent out their space to hold an after party, which is their right. Whatever side of the political fence that they're on. And apparently Rich uh, did a lot of research into this group, um, felt it was acceptable for his brewery. A lot of people attacked him. My opinion here, and again, this is only my opinion. You can be more than welcome to disagree with me if you want. You have a public place. You have something like this going on. You decide to allow it in your business. You decide to allow these people to gather at your business. Um, If you don't like what they're doing, don't go. Don't support them. Don't drink their beer. Uh, I'm not saying not to drink their beer. I'm not saying to drink their beer. To each his own. I'm not going to slam these people for hosting an event because they run a business and trying to make money. If it's not morally acceptable to them, don't take the money. I, 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 obviously to them, it was morally acceptable to them. That's on them. I'm not going to sit here and preach to somebody and tell somebody how they should think or how they should whatever. If you don't like what they're doing, don't support them. That's how local business, that's how any business works. If you don't like what a particular person is doing, or you don't like their product, you don't buy it. That's all. But to slam them on the internet, and, and that's that's part of the problem with social media these days. You got a lot of people that are in your face or on your computer screen that wouldn't have the nerve to tell you the same thing that they would type and post on Twitter and Facebook and other places. The person that you hear on the radio right now is the same person that's going to talk to you when you meet them. I don't sugarcoat things. I'm not going to hide behind anything. I'm going to tell you exactly how I feel. In this instance, 
the owners of Human Village Brewing did the right thing. Host the event, try to bridge a gap, try to have a conversation. I get it. I may not agree with it. I may disagree with it. I may agree with it. Whatever my opinion, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. These people have a business to run. They decided to accept the business. If you don't want to support them, don't support them. Bottom line. But to all the hateful stuff and calling them all kinds of names or whatever, it's just it's ill-informed because sometimes people don't know the full story of what goes on. Now, if this was a hateful group that did all made all these attacks, and this that's that's one thing. Doesn't sound like to me from the couple of stories that I've read that this was a really hateful group that they were trying to, you know, there were people of all different colors and ethnicities there. Now, if there were people attacking people outside of the place, I don't know that for sure. That's speculation. I'm not going to get into that. I just think it's I think it's wrong when you're attacking somebody's business if you don't have all the facts at hand. And and again, if you don't want to support that business, don't support them. All right. Now I'm going to get off my soapbox on that one. That's my my take on that. Uh, very quickly, had a great opportunity uh, to uh, join a a podcast earlier this week. Uh, this was the um, uh, by John uh, Kokoza. Uh, he's the guy who owns Ross Brewing. Uh, you've probably heard Ross Brewing all over the place, uh, opening in Red Bank. Uh, they're going to be opening soon. Uh, he has a podcast called the Point Blank Podcast. Uh, John hosts it with a couple of different people, including uh, Ming Chen uh, from uh, the uh, Comic Book Men. They have a studio down in Eatontown, a shared podcast facility, and it's a beautiful facility. I mean, they've got state of the art equipment. I was amazed. I was so. It really was a thrill to be there. the 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 comic memorabilia that they have in these couple of studios. I got to hold Thor's hammer. I got to hold Stormbreaker, the axe from the Avengers movie. It was great. I I mean, I just absolutely had a blast. I could have sat there for hours looking at all these different things, including the George Perez picture or drawing of Wonder Man in his original costume that George had uh, created. Fantastic. Um, we tried a couple of different beers there uh, from Virginia Beer, uh, Waypost, and from Yazoo Brewing in Nashville. I, I didn't write the name down of the Yazoo Beer, uh, but both of them were very boozy and delicious. And uh, thank you, John, and thank you, Ming, uh, for having me there. I loved it. Uh, just very much, uh, very much enjoyed my experience uh, with the podcast. Would love to come back sometime and talk more about beer and comic books and movies and all kinds of other stuff. Finally... Uh, a story from NewYorkUpstate.com about a couple of different breweries that are closing, one reorganizing its finances through bankruptcy, the other one seeking an extension of a tax break, and the other one uh, had a decline in sales and a major expense that they had to take care of. So um, a couple of breweries, Empire Brewery, uh, or uh, let's see, uh, CB Craft Brewers of Honey Falls had to close due to uh, expenses and family uh, obligations or whatever. Their beer wasn't doing that well. They had to close. Empire Brewery is going through a reorganization right now um, in, in terms of, or I think the, the Empire one, I think something happened. Let me just make sure here uh, that I have the story straight. Anyway, um, Ithaca was having an issue with, um, with, with tax abatements and, and things of that nature. Uh, I, I, wanna, I don't want to give this story a short shrift. Maybe we'll get into this on next week's program because this is something that... Uh, I, it, it extends to a bigger issue, something that I talked about in the last segment with founders, um, where you're having, where now breweries are having issues uh, with sales. And uh, again, I don't want to give it, I don't want to, you know what, I'm going to table this discussion for next week because I want to put my thoughts in a more um, organized manner where it, it, it's it's a little more explainable. Uh, the bottom line is, and I'll we'll talk about it more next week. Uh, in terms of these upstate breweries. And and this isn't just upstate in New York. I think this is happening all around the nation. 
You have a brewery that's that's popular, and a bar is buying your beer. But now other breweries are coming along, and their beer is good. And so you run out of the one person's beer, and you're moving to put the next keg on of somebody else's beer. And maybe you're not buying that other person's beer right away because you have all this overflow. I think that's part of the problem that we're running into here. But I want to I want to dive more into this next week. I want to put it into into a much more, um, as Joe Piscopo likes to say, a cohesive. Uh, argument. So when we come back after a short break, we're going to jump into suds and duds. It's been a while since we've done suds and duds. We'll talk about some different beers that I've had uh, over the last several weeks, and uh, we will do that right after this on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Dennis Prager explains what the left is doing to America. The left has removed God from American life. The left is removing liberty wherever possible. And e pluribus unum, out of many, one, they consider that to be white nationalism. We had it too good, and for people to find meaning in life, they have opted to destroy. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 1, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3 on AM 970. The Answer. Something you need to know about Pete and Seth Talbot, the father-son owners. They're on a mission to help as many people as possible to get out of pain. They've been a consistent sponsor of this show. In radio, sponsors come and go. They, they may even stay for a year or so. And then they're gone. Not so with Relief Factor. Pete and Seth are consistent year after year. Why? Because tens of thousands of people are now taking Relief Factor every day for their back and neck pain, shoulder pain, hip pain, knee pain, etc. And now they're in less or no pain at all. That's the truth. I'd like you to try it. Three-week quick start is just $19.95. In three weeks, you'll know if it works. How's that? Is that a great thing or what? Cancel if it doesn't work. Otherwise, it's the best nineteen ninety five you will have spent. That's the quick start, relieffactor.com. Every Saturday morning at 7, the Auto Lab, the longest-running auto show in New York City, can be heard for a full two hours. Host Professor Harold Walchok and a diverse panel of automotive experts will answer all your basic automotive questions and fill you in on the history and culture of the auto industry. The Auto Lab is on the air and here to help for a full two hours. Listen every Saturday morning starting at 7, right here on AM 970, The Answer. Watch the Joe Piscopo live stream Tuesday mornings 6 to 10. Available on Facebook, YouTube, and am970theanswer.com. Final segment of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. Follow me very easily on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at, G- at Gatulo, G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget iTunes, Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms, Alexa Ready as well. We're also on the Hopped Up Network. Just go to thehoppedupnetwork.com and you can. Uh, listen to my show along with many others on the Hopped Up Network. Driven to Tears, that's a live version uh, of The Police and uh, going to see Sting in, in, in about two months down in Atlantic City at the Hard Rock Cafe with my wife. And if you've never heard the version of Driven to Tears 
as sung by Robert Downey Jr., I encourage you to go to YouTube and uh, look for it and listen to it. Uh, I believe it was like Robert Downey Jr.'s birthday and Sting was singing, and it is amazing. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. can carry a tune. It was really good. Um, Just trust me on this one. Check it out. Look for Driven to Tears, Robert Downey Jr. Type that in in YouTube and uh, take a listen to it. Excuse me. Take a listen to it. You'd think I'd be drinking. Uh, Take a listen to it. You will absolutely... 100% 100% enjoyed. All right, let's dive into Suds and Duds. We didn't have time last week to do Suds and Duds because we had uh, a number of guests on the program for the Labor Day edition. I encourage you, if you haven't listened to it, you can listen to all the po- the the, uh, the shows via podcast. Listen to last week's show. Honestly, it's one of my personal favorites. Uh, if you're a fan of Stevie Ray Vaughan, you're going to love the interview that I did uh, with Andy Allendort and um, Alan Paul on the new uh, Texas Flood book and... Uh, you will love the interview with Sean Lawson from Lawson's Finest Liquids. And that's where we'll start off um, uh, Suds and Duds, because that was originally my plan when I was going to air Sean when I didn't know I was going to be interviewing the authors of the Stevie Ray book. So they were at Paragon Tap and Table a couple weeks back as uh, Lawson's Finest Liquids is now in New Jersey being distributed by Remarkable Liquids, if I'm not mistaken, and started off with the Scrag Mountain Pills. This is a nice, light, clean uh, Pilsner. Uh, love seeing that a lot of places are doing Pilsners again, which is great, uh, and Lawson's is no exception. It's a fantastic uh, starter beer to get you into uh, drinking some other things. Uh, then I had um, I had a little taste of uh, Lilt by Grimm, uh, which Grimm is now in Jersey as well, which is fantastic. L- excellent sour. Uh, love the cherry flavor in it. Really good. Grimm does a great job. Uh, with their sours. Then I did a flight of um, Lawson's Finest. So I started off with the Super Session Number no. 7, grassy, mild, a good, easy-drinking beer. Uh, that, that, was, uh, that was nice. Had the Double Sunshine uh, by Lawson's Finest. Uh, smooth, subtle bite, very, very nice. Um, definitely, su- I think I like the Double Sunshine a little bit more than the Sip of Sunshine, and you can't get the Double Sunshine uh, anywhere but the brewery or in kegs, right? So the Double Sunshine was very good. Had the Triple Sunshine IPA, which is very, I have to tell you this, it is very deceptive for a triple. It sneaks up on you. It was fantastic. It went down great. But that higher ABV, absolutely, I'm glad I had a taster of it because if I had a full glass of that, that's that's something that probably would have put me over the top. In fact, I went back to the Double Sunshine uh, to have that one because that was a a really good beer like and i i understand why Sean Lawson doesn't can that one where you've got to go to the brewery or somebody has to have it in a keg in order to uh in order to try it absolutely i understand the reasons why he did that and it's a smart move sip of sunshine's a great beer but the double uh the double uh sunshine i i think by far is my favorite uh from Lawson's finest so far from what i've had of Lawson's Finest. So kudos to them. They make very, very good beer. Got a chance to stop at Icarus, finally, down in Lakewood. Was meeting up with some friends uh, about a week or so ago and um, had some time to kill before I uh, to, to get down uh, on my way down the uh, Garden State Parkway. I said, ooh, good, I'm in Lakewood. Let me run over to Icarus. Haven't been there yet. I'm dying to go there. Boy, am I glad I stopped in. I have to tell you, the tasting room is nothing special. Uh, only for the fact it's a tasting room. I mean, they're not meant to be, you know, anything special. But Jason uh, is doing such a great job down there with the beers that he makes. And the funny part, before I get into the beers that I had, we had a nice little discussion. Two things that I loved about Icarus. Number one, the beer. 
But number two, um, they play music, right? But it's all vinyl. Jason has this extensive collection of vinyl records. They were playing the soundtrack to Saturday Night Fever when I walked in, and it's all records. It's all vinyl. Super cool. And you know the, 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 the record that's playing, they have it displayed. I mean, it's just, it's really cool. So there's two sides to the tasting room. There's the one side where it's uh, air-conditioned. There's the other side where it's not, um, which is inside where they're doing the brewing. It's in a little industrial park in Lakewood uh, around the corner from where the, the Blue Claws play. And um, I'll tell you, I, I, I loved trying some of the beers in there that I can't get anywhere else. So I started with the Fruited and Flying with Pineapple, Mango, and Blackberry, a very nice sweet and sour in a very good way. You get a little bit of the sweetness. You get a little bit of the sourness. That was awesome. Really enjoyed that. And they do flights of five, which is nice. Um, had the uh, Invincible Summer, which I ended up uh, – no, actually, I didn't buy uh, the four-pack of Invincible Summer. I, prob- I probably should have. Toasted coconut shining through on this one. Very smooth. Jason loves coconut, loves to add coconut to his beers, and it works with the lactose. Certainly works with the lactose. Coconut, milk. I mean, come on, pina colada? I mean, it's a great beer, uh, Invincible Summer, which is one that I, I probably should have picked up, but I didn't, but that's all right. Had the uh, double dry hopped little yacht juice Sabro, uh, which is great. This is a great beer, and I'll tell you why. Uh, it is an under 5% beer, something I could drink all day long. Yes, it's got that lactose. Yes, it's got all that. And uh, Again, I don't know if I could drink a lot of lactose beers in a row, but this is definitely something that if I was sitting in the backyard with friends, there was a fire going and I didn't want to get too banged up, this is a beer uh, that I would definitely have from Icarus, the double dry hop little yacht juice. In fact, I bought a four-pack. I think I still have two cans left uh, in the fridge. It's a great beer. And the other thing with these lactose beers, especially when they first come out, you don't necessarily have to drink them the day that they come out. I, I think it almost serves its purpose by letting it sit for a couple of days or a week before you crack it open. Let everything kind of settle in first before you crack it open. That might be the problem with some breweries where there's a burn uh, from these lactose beers. I'm just saying. Again, this is total guess, not scientific. Uh, as we continue on here in our Suds and Duds segment on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast, on AM 970, the answer, two beers that I had, two kind of slightly different variations uh, of the same beer uh, from Icarus, Smushing Sweet Parts, cherry, chocolate, a little bit of hazelnuts. You, you taste a marshmallow in it. Wow, what a dessert beer for after dinner. If you're looking for something to have, you know, that kind of just, you know, you want that sweetness, but you don't want to eat a sweet treat. This was great. And then uh, the smushing sweet and sticky parts where they kind of amped it up a little bit more and added a little bit more of the of the marshmallow and the sweetness in there. So smooth, so after dinner, it was uh, just fantastic. And then finally, uh, from Icarus, I brought home the, the double dry hop, the little yacht juice. I also brought home uh, a four-pack of the Touching the Sun. In fact, I, I purposely didn't have... Uh, a glass of it while I was there because I wanted to just get it and bring it home. And like I said, Icarus doesn't make a bad beer, in my opinion. They have really done a great job. Almost everything that I've had, there might have been one beer that I've had that I've not, maybe I didn't care for, but uh, it's fantastic. But the Touching the Sun, very strong. I think it's a ten, 9 or 10 percenter. Uh, very smooth, lactose. It's fantastic. Again, if you're into those types of beers, you're going to love Icarus. If you're not, uh, then maybe it's not for you. Uh, In Blind Sight by Brick City had that at Paragon Tap and Table. That's a great, uh, great beer, and I know they did a collab with Icarus. Some people weren't crazy about it, but uh, I'm sure it's, uh, to me, it's really good. And then I uh, had the Super Soft by Sloop, another great beer. 
not super juicy, very nice. Sloop's doing a great job. And then I had, um, they were doing a, a Stein uh, holding contest with Jack Sabby. And I had the Copper Legend, the Oktoberfest beer from Jack's Abbey. What a great beer. Delicious Oktoberfest. Uh, or as they were saying at Paragon, Oktoberfest, because they were having it in August. And uh, it turns out I ended up winning the Stein holding contest. Held the Stein up uh, with a full glass of water, mind you. I'd already had the one Oktoberfest beer. I didn't want to have another one. It was a, it was a school night. So I uh, held up a, a full Stein filled with water uh, and held it out for over uh, five minutes and ended up winning. So... Uh, very excited about that. Um, that wraps up the Suds and Duds segment. We've got about a minute before we get out of here. Uh, a couple things. Uh, Jason from Icarus was telling me. This was this was kind of cool. Um, he makes all these great lactose beers. He's lactose intolerant, so he can't even try these beers that he likes. So I'm, I was very impressed that he's still making these beers, even though he can't drink them. Uh, kind of like what Scott Wells does with Polaro Snort. He can't, doesn't like IPAs, can't drink them, whatever. Doesn't drink them. Uh, that was kind of cool. And so, uh, but of course he does like his coconut. So, uh, and I'm a big fan of coconut and beer. Uh, and then, uh, was over at wet ticket, uh, over Labor Day weekend. And, um, thank you, Tim, uh, for the bottle of the raw way of the highway Porter, which we'll review next week. Uh, that was a great beer. Perfect for a fire night. But Tim, let me know for those of you who are fans of wet ticket, that they will have a Pilsner and a lager coming out in the coming weeks. Perfect time for fall. Very impressed that they're making a Pilsner and a lager. Uh, I don't know if he, I think he was resistant to that in the beginning, uh, but I'm glad that he's adding it to the repertoire because Tim makes great beers and the place is very close to my house and I cannot wait to try both the Pilsner and the lager. So there you go. Uh, Folks, we are out of time. My thanks to everyone. And of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com